Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Patrick Tolles. Father, how's it going? Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, Patrick is a focused missionary at OSU. He's actually like the the team captain, <laughs> team, team that's leader. A good, good way to put it. The team, team leader, yeah. the team captain. There. Uh, let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day and for all of your blessings. We ask, O oh Lord, that you um, strengthen us. Give us those virtues and those graces and those gifts which we need. Um, especially in whatever we face this day. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Patrick, it was fitting that you are the, the team captain <laughs> at, um, among, at Focus at OSU because I wanted to talk to you today about sports mm-hmm. and how, the, how sports really help us live the faith. Um, you know, obviously I think some Sometimes people think that sports are a distraction from the faith. You hear that sometimes, you know, children are consumed by Absolutely. their sports schedule or things like that. Yeah. But it actually, I mean, it actually is a way to grow in faith. Now, for sure. before we launch head on into that discussion, I think you, um, your own background in mm-hmm. sports would be kind of helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So um, grew up very, very athletic family. Uh, my grandfather, um, Jim Bunning, is a Hall of Fame baseball player. Um, pitched for the Phillies, Tigers, among some other teams. Um, my dad likes to say that um, he was a terrific college baseball player as well. Um, I have a sister that was a McDonald's All-American nominee in basketball, and my brother pitched in college. So a very, very athletic family. I had the opportunity to play quarterback at the University of Kentucky, where I started for two seasons, and then was a graduate transfer to Boston College, and we won our first bowl game at BC in nine years. So um, been around it a lot, uh, then went to rookie minicamp with the Texans, uh, got cut, and then had some other tryouts uh, in the National Football League. But, um, yeah, something that has been – I mean, I played football every year since since third grade um, and played literally anything that I, uh, I could possibly be a part of. Did you come um, to encounter Christ at, while you were an athlete and kind of in athletics? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so as Father was saying, the organization that I work for <clears> – <throat> Focus puts on a, a conference called Seek, and I guess it was now six years ago in Nashville. Um, we had Seek, and I had a radical encounter with Christ in the Eucharist um, for the first time in my life, and yeah, He just really challenged me um, to to change my life. You know, what are you going to do about it? Right, is what I remember the Lord uh, Lord saying to me. And I came back and I started the Bible study with my football team at Kentucky, uh, which was kind of a shock for them based upon how I had been living for that radical encounter with Christ. And so uh, I definitely find, uh, now you were talking about you know, just children being obsessive with sports. To be honest, I think more parents mm. obsess over their children in sports uh, more so than, than kids do. Um, I think it can, it can definitely be an avenue uh, to encounter the person of Jesus. Yeah. How did you end up at that Sikh conference? Yeah, so I was in a, I was in a Bible study. Um, not, not necessarily a faithful member of the Bible study, but um, talk about the power of invitation and Somebody called me and said, hey, I want to take you to this conference. You know, it's called Seeker. I said, ah, I think I'm okay. <laughs> like, I yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, and they called like two or three times. I said no all three times, especially when they told me they would pick me up early January 1st after New Year's Eve. Um, then he called back and said, hey, I just covered your, your, uh, you know, your, your entrance fee. Are you going to come? And I was like, well, it's going to be free. I'll go spend four days in Nashville. And it was, I mean, praise Jesus, Joseph, uh, 
Gieske, who supports me now financially as a missionary, which is amazing. But uh, yeah, I would say just the power of invitation. Mm. Um, t- you know, in, in the life of s- sports too, so we say that, um, you know, not only it's just not, it's, it's an opportunity where you might meet people who know Christ, you know, and, and I think we can talk about especially how focus, especially varsity yeah, focus varsity kind Catholic, of, absolutely. varsity Catholic kind of works on that. But before we even go there, I think though that there's spiritual lessons mm-hmm. that sports teach us. Yes. Um, you know, if you, th- I mean, so what have you learned about kind of being a disciple, following the Lord mm-hmm. from your sports experiences? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of, I mean, gosh, tons and tons of similarities. I think first, just you think about working out, wanting to, you know, get in better shape, right? Getting in better spiritual shape, right, works the same way. Any, any trainer um, who talks to you about how to get better physically is one day at a time. It's infinitely better for you to work out 10 minutes a day than it is to go in once a week for an hour and 20 minutes because uh, you're building that practice of, uh, of yeah, of, of working out, uh, of, of practice. And so that's one similarity, right? You take working out to prayer. I would much rather, right, these guys that I walk with pray 10 minutes every day than go in once a week, you know, for an hour after Mass and pray because we're trying to build that consistency in that practice. And there are just, yeah, tons of other uh, similarities when it comes to, yeah, am I doing the things that are required of me? Right? Yes, it's, we say it's 100% Jesus and 100% us. Um, are we answering the bell right, when it comes to doing what we're supposed to do? Right? Rather, it's confession on a you know, monthly basis or a biweekly basis or praying every day. Um, it's like saying, I want to run a mile in five minutes, but I'm not going to run at all in between now and then. And all the miles I've been running have been nine minutes. Like, that stuff doesn't magically happen. Yes, the Lord works miracles, for sure, but there has to be a, a receptivity to receive those. And if you don't take it day by day, frankly, I, I don't think it happens. Yeah, I think that the notion of, of practice mm-hmm. um, is, is so key to the faith. You know, that we're, we're continually kind of doing these things to grow, um, to train um, in virtue, to... Um, grow spiritually through our encounter with Christ in prayer, in grace. Mm-hmm. I think, um, at least in my mind, though, you know, like with practice, it's always directed towards a game Absolutely. or the, the the competition, yes. whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. So, what do you see the game as in the yeah. spiritual life? Gosh, well, I would say, you know, the winning the game um, is eternal life, right? Like that's that's what everything is is. Uh, is, is dedicated towards, right? I, I love leading Bible studies, right? But, um, you know, Jesus isn't going to wait, you know. The fact that I'm leading Bible studies is not getting me to heaven, right? Um, Christ says, you know, uh, to, to know me, right? Do you know me? And, and I think that's, that's what it is, right? It's eternal communion with the Father. And how do we know the Father? We know the Son. Um, and so it's, am I becoming more intimate with the person of Jesus? That's the trajectory. Um, we have all of these wonderful um, programs and all these awesome things that we can do, right? Bible studies and, you know, gosh, speakers and catechesis and all that stuff is wonderful. But if it's not centered around Jesus, right, in the Eucharist, I, I find it to be very fruitless, usually. Um, we have to keep 
the main thing, the main thing. That's winning the game, which is communing with Jesus. Yeah, I think, and that, and you bring up a really important point. While it is true, I think we all kind of clearly could see that we're doing these things to prepare ourselves for eternal life. Absolutely. That's ultimately the game. But there's also something um, which I think we fail to remember, which you bring up is the mass really is mm. the game absolutely the competition you yeah. know like our life is meant for worship mm-hmm. and um everything we do our daily prayer and really all of the kind of the human things we face mm-hmm. lead up to the mass yes and that's kind of where the game happens so that we can lay it all out before exactly the right. lord yeah it's the holiest holiest time on earth right is your encounter with the blessed sacrament and mass and um yeah, we, as, as missionaries, right, we have an opportunity to go to Mass every single day. Um, where I was in Alabama, there wasn't a Saturday daily Mass, right? But here in Columbus, praise Jesus, there's Masses every single day at so many different times that we can get there. And we understand that there's nothing more intimate in the world than receiving Jesus in the Eucharist. Everything, like you said, Father, is a uh, is supposed to be, you know, rather, you know, marriage, you know, with your husband or with your wife or relationship is all meant to order you and remind you of the relationship that Jesus desires with you. Um, and when they're not ordered that way, that's when things, you know, get out of whack. That's when you pull hamstrings, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, break ankles or concussions, whatever it is, right? Whatever you kind of compare those to in, in the spiritual life, it's because we become disordered about what truly is the intimacy that we actually desire. Yeah. And, you know, the, and it's not as if, oh, well, you know, you've, you know, we've somehow abused this analogy of mm-hmm. practice and game. The mass is a share in eternal life. Yes. So it's, you know, they're not like two different ways no, to understand it. it. They really are intimately connected. Yes. And, you know, we want, we, and I, and I think again, like so, so often in our minds is, well, the mass might be practice, mm-hmm. but, but it really, I mean, with that proper proper lens of you know and proper view, I think we really see it as no. This I got to give my whole heart over. Absolutely, this. this is this is right the, the precipice of, of human existence right now. Right, mm-hmm. is, is the mass um, and being able to yeah encounter you know not not a symbol right or not like a an image, but no, actually like the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Right, nowhere else in the world can you get that right except in a mass. Um, and I think as as Catholics. There's a lot of stuff that we can learn um, from our Protestant brothers and sisters, a ton of stuff that we can learn. But I, I fear that we're, you know, sometimes we're getting less Catholic. And so this desire, just like we're doing within the diocese with the real presence, real future, just the more about the Eucharist that we can be, I think the better off we'll be. Excellent. Um, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Patrick Tolles. He is a focused missionary at OSU. Um, as we kind of wrap up, let's end with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we ask that you prepare us um, with discipline, um, with alertness, with focus um, to our encounter with you in the Eucharist and to our um, presence with you in eternal life. We ask, O Lord, that you strengthen and renew us. Give us the gifts which we need this day. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And until next time, peace and all good.